the threat basically, and this is um, the CEO of IBM says, we assume that the industry will generate four trillion in annual revenue by 2029. Anyone can make up a number. Mm. But this was in an interview with Zanny Minton Beddoes from The Economist. Uh, so, sorry, excuse me. Say again. Yeah, this is an interview with Zanny Minton Beddoes. Or excuse me, I misread that. This is an interview with Percocet Minton Beddoes from The Economist. <laughs> Little Zanny Minton Beddoes. Yeah. Lil Zan has really grown up. Just like absolutely drooling through an interview. <laughs> this is an interview with Kamala Harris, Minton Beddoes. That's right. Um, so, the, so uh, the CEO of IBM said that the interview is ex- uh, that the industry is expected to generate four trillion in revenue by 2029. And what tasks will be touched? He was he was asked. He says we'll see 20x productivity for a programmer who embraces AI, customer services of all kinds. Why and is this written like the Quran for a programmer who embraces AI? <laughs> <laughs> he, will, he will receive. He will be received in the gardens of Jannah. It's a clear science for people who believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, be, I mean, well, because, because it is way, fundamentally yeah, an appeal to belief, right, and a promise that you will be yeah. rewarded yeah. for your belief. An appeal to submission. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That he says, um, there will be a wide area called digital labor. It's not necessarily job displacement. If you ma- embrace AI, you make yourself more productive. If not, you will find you do not have a job. This, this is just oh, Rocco's wow. basilisk with extra steps, man. I I, yeah. I like it when it's just an unalloyed dumb guy like Elon Musk being like, uh, you know, Skynet's going to enslave me if I don't, uh, you know, tell mm-hmm. Grimes that I'm nice. No, sorry, I have to take the opposing view. I am now reassured. If IBM says it's good, then it must be, because IBM would never use computers for evil. <laughs> I have not Googled them. <laughs> so, But again, what this, this paints us the picture, right? Which is that the public, which is the plan is to make the public sector more treacherous and unreliable for people to work in it and rely on it, and that more people are probably going to need to rely on it because unless because we know reskilling does not work we know that no like you did not we did not manage to retrain um like it, people who lost their jobs in the 90s to become creative directors and programmers and stuff the well, towns it, it, it just doesn't, died. it doesn't work because we didn't replace it with them. we didn't do it basically yeah uh, we, we just kind of said that we might do uh, and and just kind of assumed that like everyone who had been a coal miner was going to be a you know JavaScript developer. Well, we suggested to them that they do it. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they didn't, which is it? a huge failure of initiative on their part. You know? Sorry. So mm. I should say retraining might work if anyone would ever try it, but we know we're not going to do it because any retraining initiative is just going to be run by AI. <laughs> well, that's that's. Uh, I mean, um, Dan, this is exactly your point about it being a managerial system as much as anything. Is that like uh, the second you even try to sort of like learn to use it now that you've been forced to uh the sort of the logic underpinning it is uh more managerialism worse more unpredictable yeah i mean that's one i mean several worrying things about what you said one that latter point being that it really seems to fit with a sort of new new labor Mm. model of how to run the country i mean i find that really disturbing but just going back to your description of the, you know, what the sort of threat is or, or how they imagine even the changes of jobs, I think something that didn't come out to be before listening to those kind of descriptions so clearly was how eugenicist the whole thing is. I mean, they're still very much fixated on a grading of things based on the sort of cognitive function that they consider to be involved in it. And the, the, the sort of low level, boring and demeaning things are the most disposable, or the most automatable, and only the important decision making, CEO level stuff, whatever. Is going to be retained in some way, and that's is that, that that of course is a you know a sort of structurally hyper capitalist way of looking at things. But it's also 
very concerning. You know, going back to the sort of IBM link there, you know, without this sort of joke involved, the, the element of these systems is in an increasingly crisis-ridden time. They're going to be used for deciding who's disposable one way or another. Mm. And and this is this is something that, that sort of fits in with both the way the UAE does things and the way we do things. Mm. Not so different after all. Yeah, like if we're, like the UAE is talking a great a great game about being a, about constructing a responsible AI nation that they call Brain. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Look, it's obvious they're creating Brain, which is a responsible nation that lives in AI in the UAE. As, as, as a Sultan tier Brain in Abu Dhabi, as, as an actual like a, like an offshore like sort of outer heaven situation. Or? I, I think it's a, I think it's more of a metaverse. Um, but, it's not a Brain in a jar; it's a Brain in UAE. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, you can you can very much see that we're we're doing the same things. We are just we have put it behind a different institutional setup. Mm. So, right? so is Australia, right, or at least Queensland. Well, so this is an this is a different thing, and this is something I, I did really want to come back to, which is the IPPR is I think giving us a kind of nakedly eugenicist look at here are the jobs that we where we th- where we think we can save labor we can get rid of people and stuff and again we know that that's just going to create more post office scandals the australian government and this was sent to me by a listener on discord i'm so happy i checked it says this was at, from a series of focus groups and how people would like to see um, ai united with public service this is that specifically uh, from the, the this document called, and again, interesting things are contained in documents with weird and boring titles. Summary of insights from stakeholder engagements and future scenario workshops. How might artificial intelligence affect the trustworthiness of public service delivery? Now, within this... Well, every every give, public servant is now a completely unaccountable liar, as opposed to, like, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this, right, this isn't what they plan to do. This is, they're proposing different scenarios to their people that they have in their focus group. But it's interesting to see what they think of as the scenarios that they're giving people in their focus group, if you know what I mean. They say, okay, here's one of the examples of extreme personalization. In 2026, after consultation with community and industry, the government embarked on a project to co-design Public Services 2.0. The aim was to integrate artificial intelligence with public services so that delivery is automatically calibrated to suit each person's needs. Now, again, we go back. This is something that occurs in basically every document about augmenting public services with AI, mostly in the Tony Blair Institute, yeah. the other think tank mm-hmm. Starmer listed. Again, it's quite new labor to be like, the government won't do anything, but it will be like extremely uh, tailored to your preferences, right? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, going to collect exactly the bins you want in a way that's decided <laughs> by a computer. The goal was to provide an outcome situated in the middle way between other models that had emerged in other countries, either letting technology lead the way in the knowledge that there may be some pain before the best model is identified, mm. or the ultra-cautious model with the minimal use of AI. Uh-huh. The new Serve Me system of public service delivery provides a single point of access for all government services. Users only ever need to open a single room on their personal holographic device to access government services and information. In this one room, they can do everything from enrolling children in school to getting a passport, paying their taxes, accessing the health system. The government still operates, by the way, of departments and agencies, but they all tap into a single suite of AI technologies, which use standardized and centralized processes and protocols to access a single constantly updating data set, seamlessly providing fully integrated public service. Oh, I've logged on to my AI room, but I can't seem to find a button for <laughs> I'm currently being torn to pieces by crocodiles in northern <laughs> Queensland. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, this is just PlayStation Home with extra steps. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I think is really return fun, with a V yeah. to like is two thousand and eight. They basically they propose that the fantasy scenario is that they create a digital second Australia, 
I've 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 provided you with this this map that fits completely perfectly to the territory of Australia, and we can just govern that mm. instead of the real one—a parallel universe. Amazing! <laughs> I'm gonna make can, that. I'm gonna say that's that's the episode title: Parallel Hoon Australian Valhalla, where you can hoon all you want. <laughs> so, if you die hooning, you go to Australian Valhalla, where every car's a again, Commodore V8. You that that is just Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> that's just Mad Max Fury Road. You've just oh, described I don't know. the fucking Sheilas are in charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm getting to, right? They say, new you is the top tier of a service that a user can receive. A digital twin is created that acts and thinks like you, trained on all the data it can be provided. This virtual you is able to act automatically in your interest. Hold on. First of all, this is the plot of The Prestige, I'm pretty sure. Second of all, (laughs) the sovereign citizen movement did not go completely insane and just start shooting cops for no reason off of a, a deranged sort of legal conspiracy that the government was going to invent a fictional twin you and then do all of its governing to that, only to then have it be made real in Queensland in order to sell AI. <laughs> but I've only been picking up on this myself recently, and it's really quite chilling how widespread this idea of digital twins is. It's really all over the place. There are, there are UK digital twin projects that are really quite substantial. Nobody, nobody watched uh, because there's because, and I'm sorry to bring the very like a very Hussein reference into this. This is the plot of Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> this is it. This is it. The wall warning was there. It breaches. You can't. Uh, no, it will breach the wall. Things will become too crazy. Things will shoot out. You will be haunted by a child who will just be on your computer yeah, screen I'm, all the I, time. I'm joining the sovereign systems. I'm taking the number plate off my card. Do do not digitally twin me. I don't want it. Um, you you cloned the wrong fucking hoon, sunshine. I, I don't want to be perceived. I don't want to be perceived by a digital version of me that's Australian. That's too scary for me. <laughs> We've made. We, I don't. Yeah. I don't want that. You thought Mount Glorious would be safe from my tires in the metaverse? <laughs> Got fucking news for you, cunt. <laughs> I've been tearing it up out there. <laughs>